Hello and welcome to week 24, the official go-home edition of the PBWF, the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, presented to you by the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. My name is Chris Belcher, the leader of the Revolution brand, and with me as always is Mr. Andy York, leader of the Mayhem brand, and Andy, like, this is it, man. This is it. We're here, right at, we're at the end of the line, and it's, uh, you know, it's been a fun journey, but... It's cra- I think we've said like the last three weeks. It's crazy that we're already here, but yep. it also feels like it's taking forever to get here at the same time. It's like a, it's a bittersweet moment right now. It really is. So we've uh, dubbed week twenty four a special edition of yeah. both of our shows uh, because we're doing such a big one, big pay per view at the end with combined matches and all that. Uh, we want to make sure that we can get some of our other, not necessarily mid-card matches. I'm having a world title match. But, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the other guys that didn't make it onto end of the line, we want to make sure to spotlight them on this special edition show. So that's what's, like, really, as we said last week, last week was the real go-home. Yeah. Because this is sort of like part one yeah. of end of the line, but not really. It's like a two-part, it's like a... a blockbuster movie that's broken up into two parts right it's like, like we're watching have, titanic on vhs yeah I, I, oh yeah you're too young, for, too that. young for that <laughs> i think titanic came out the year i was born that really blows my mind what year did it come out 90 i'm i'm shot in the dark here 95 I wasn't even born yet. I was born in 96. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Maybe it was 96. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways. I remember going to watch that in the theaters. Though. Yeah. Like yeah. I wasn't born yet when that happened. So That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, my thing was like, I was thinking like, you know. Avengers 97. Infinity. 97. I was born. I was born. 97, sorry. Yeah, I was born. Um, barely. I was like, <laughs> probably, I wasn't even a year old. Um, amazing. <laughs> I, was anyway. like, I was thinking like Infinity War and Endgame with the Avengers movie. Got the two movies together. But anyways, yeah. Um, this is, yeah. <laughs> We're off the rails. You, I hope I made you feel old. <laughs> you really did. Good, good. <laughs> really did. All right. Um, if you're just now on this journey with us, thank you for stumbling upon our show. Make sure you subscribe to us and follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And go back and listen to all 23 television weeks and five pay-per-views leading up to this. Because if you're listening for the first time right now, you might be lost. I'm not even going to say, like, you could be entertained, but good chance you're lost Yeah, at this yeah. point. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you're like, what? it doesn't make sense. So you got to go back and at least go back and listen to, like, week 21 to catch up what's going on this month. Exactly. But go listen to all of it. Yeah, you got time. Go back and listen to all of it. We'll go ahead and tell you right now, next week is the end of the line. So you have to, until next week. To get yourself caught up on everything that we've done. And then, of course, after that, uh, the following week, we are going to do a Season 1 recap show. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, We haven't planned that out yet, so we should probably get on that. (laughs) Probably. But anyway, (laughs) it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Week 24, for storyline purposes, Andy is going to go first this week. Um, You will find out why once everything happens. Yep. So, uh, storyline purposes, Andy is going first because, again, we've got some combined matches coming up in the line that we've got to continue to build. Yep. So, we got to work together to make sure those get built right. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun and also difficult to work together for the final month because, yes. like, there are like ideas I want to do, but I'm like, well, we got this other thing we got to work together. So, like, it's a lot of fun, though. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. It is definitely going to be interesting. All right. 30, uh, sorry, not 30 minutes on the clock. Because of this special edition, we're going to put 45 minutes on the clock. Um, 
I'm not going to go 45 minutes. I don't think Andy's going to go 45 minutes. I don't think so. If I do, you can yell at me later. <laughs> okay, I'll yell at you later. We're just going to give ourselves a little bit of extra time for this show yeah. just to make sure. Um, and then for end of the line, there's going to be no time limit. Yeah. So just get some popcorn and buckle your seat. Two hours. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. For sure. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Week 24 on the Mayhem brand. 45 minutes on the clock. Andy, whenever you are ready. All right, so there's no opening package this week. Instead, we open with a shot of the Good Brothers walking through the parking lot. Um, They're just talking, having their bags, probably having a beer as they're walking in. They turn the corner. Out of nowhere, Carl Anderson gets rocked with a steel chair to the face. Gallows is stunned, but before he can even do anything, it's the Undisputed Era. They're just attacking Carl Anderson. Kyle O'Reilly is holding a steel chair across the face of Luke Gallows. Adam Cole drills him with a super kick on the chair and then drops the boom on him. The Good Brothers are busted open and roll on the floor in pain. All of a sudden, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, the rest of Bullet Club come running into the parking lot. Um, But the Undisputed Era have bailed from the parking lot. They are checking on him as we cut back to the ring. And the ring is already filled with competitors. We have five of the seven competitors in the ring. Eddie Kingston is making his way out to the ring right now as we speak. And he is fired up as this pure wrestling championship ladder match is up next. Michael Cole says, hello, I am Michael Cole, normally joined by Pat McAfee. But tonight I am joined once again by my former broadcast partner, Wade Barrett. And we are kicking the night off with a pure wrestling championship. for it to kick in. And here comes Swerve Strickland, your pure wrestling champion, as he has a big-time match tonight. Will he be able to defeat seven other men for this pure wrestling championship? It is very interesting that the first time this championship was decided was in a ladder match, and the final show here of the year is for the pure wrestling championship in a ladder match as well. Swerve gets into the ring. The bell rings and all seven men just kind of walk towards each other and they're looking up at the middle of the ring. They're looking up at the championship. And all of a sudden, Keith Lee swerves at, or Keith Lee charges at Swerve, pouncing him out of the ring. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Miro, and Walter just start throwing hands at each other. They are chopping each other's chest. The ring is shaking because those big boys are just throwing hands with each other. And Eddie Kingston and Sami Zayn are just kind of off to the side watching everything. They don't want to get involved yet. Um, Lashley goes and clotheslines Miro out of the ring. But when he turns around, he eats a huge chop from Walter, sending him out of the ring. Walter turns around, though, uh, and Keith Lee hits a running crossbody, taking both men out of the ring to the floor. The four big men are outside of the ring. Kingston and Sami Zayn walked up to each other, are face-to-face, but they stop. They kind of shrug their shoulders, and they shoot off the ropes, and they hit stereo suicide dives, taking out all four men in the ring. Sami turns around, though, and eats a spinning back fist from Eddie Kingston, um, Kingston grabs a ladder, slides it into the ring. He starts to climb up the ladder. Um, he is basically reaching for that championship, but all of a sudden Swerve is able to hit a springboard drop kick on the ladder, taking out the ladder, forcing Eddie Kingston to fall back first on top of the ladder as it falls down. Um, Swerve begins to set up the ladder again. He starts to climb up the ladder, but Keith Lee slides in and he pulls Swerve off the ladder, throws him face first into it, knocking it down once again. Uh, Lee turns around, though, into a huge spear from Bobby Lashley. Sami Zayn slides another ladder into the ring and hits Bobby over the back with it, um, sending him flying out of the ring. Sami turns around, though, with the ladder, but gets drop-kicked by Walter, ladder first into his chest. Miro slides in the ring, dodges a huge shot from Walter, 
and hits a running crossbody on Walter on top of the ladder. Keith Lee, though, is back in, uh, but Miro is able to uh, pick him up and drill him with a Samoan drop on top of Walter on top of the ladder. We have, like, a ladder sandwich going on right now. Um, Miro, though, is, is celebrating. He's getting ready to try to step a ladder, but all of a sudden, from behind, he gets cracked on the back of the head by a steel chair from Eddie Kingston. Eddie is just breaking the chair over the back of Miro, Keith Lee, and Walter. Um, he turns around, though, into a super kick from Swerve. Um, in comes Sami Zayn, though, who is able to hit a blue thunderbomb onto the ladder. This is pure chaos. Who won the Pure Wrestling Championship as we take a commercial break? We come back from commercial break, and Sami Zayn and Swerve are at the top of the ladder, um, trading shots with one another. All of a sudden, Miro slides into the ring and begins to push the ladder over, and Swerve gets crotched on the top turnbuckle on the top rope and falls out of the ring. But Sami Zayn is somehow able to hold on to the championship. He is swinging back and forth, holding on to that championship. Um, Sammy, though, unfortunately, his hand slipped and he lets go of the championship, but he's able to hit a double meteor onto Miro from from the top of that championship uh, ladder thing, whatever it's called. Uh, Sammy pulls himself back up, um, but this time eats a huge spear from Bobby Lashley. L- Lashley sets the ladder up in the middle of the ring, but turns around into a steel chair shot from Eddie Kingston again. Um, Keith Lee gets back in the ring, but Kingston tosses the chair towards him and hits the spinning back fist, rocking the chair into the Lee, into the face of Lee. Eddie Kingston is slowly climbing up the ladder, but Walter gets in the ring and chops the back of Eddie Kingston. Um, and he just chop after chop after chop. He b- actually busts open the back of Eddie Kingston. He chops him so hard so many times. Walter lifts up, lifts him up and power bombs him out of the ring through a ladder on the outside, crashing Eddie Kingston through that ladder. Walter starts to climb up the ladder, but Swerve springboards on the back of Walter, tries to outrun him, but Walter grabs his ankle and pulls him off the ladder directly into a power bomb position. Um, sorry, I lost my spot. Hang on one second. Uh, power bomb position. Um, but Walter grabs his ankle, pulls him down, power bomb position, and directly throws him out of the ring to the floor. Walter is all by himself, and he's starting to make that climb. He's slowly making the climb. And he reaches the top, and he pulls down the championship. And new Pure Wrestling Champion, I don't have his music ready, but that's fine. Pure Wrestling Champion Walter is in the ring. He is the new Pure Wrestling Champion. The bar run down to ringside. They slide into the ring. They celebrate with him. Wade Barrett says, Michael Cole, I've got to go celebrate with the ring general. He stands up, throws his headset down, gets into the ring, and is celebrating with them as we cut back to commentary where Michael Cole says, well... As they celebrate Walter's major victory, we have just received word from our general manager, William Regal, that due to the attack from the Undisputed Era earlier today, the Good Brothers will not be able to compete at the end of the line pay-per-view. However, the Young Bucks will still defend the tag team championships against a mystery opponent, a team that will officially be a part of the Mayhem brand going forward after the end of of the line. And we cut backstage and we see Samoa Joe and Wardlow making their way to the ring. As Michael Cole says, this last man standing match is coming up next. Interesting. Hmm. (laughs) All right. We are back from commercial break and we are backstage in William Regal's office. And we hear a knock at the door and in walks the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. And uh, he says, Regal, it's good to see you. So uh, how is this contract going down tonight? Uh, But before Regal can even answer, Triple H comes busting into the office (laughs) and he says, Sean, Sean, didn't you hear me yelling at you down the hallway? 
Sean says, no, I, I thought you were just one of those voices in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Triple H says, what? Anyways, look, I'm, I'm in a bind here, and I need someone to face Seth Rollins for me, and who better to do it than you? And Triple and Sean looks at him and says, look, Hunter, you know you're my best friend, but you put yourself in this situation, and now you have to figure it out. I wish I could help you, but I can't. Now, if you'll excuse me, the grown-ups are talking. And we zoom in on Regal and Shawn Michaels as we cut back to the ring. Oh, my goodness. And here comes Samoa Joe. This rivalry between him and Wardlow have been heating up here recently. These two men have been going back and forth for a majority of the last six months here on Mayhem. This match is not going to be for the faint of heart as these two big boys are going to fight each other all over the place. As uh, Samoa Joe gets in the ring. This is and this is the first time that Wardlow has been in the ring in a long time after he was quote-unquote suspended from Triple H or by Triple H. Wardlow is making his way out to the ring. This could be a statement career win for Wardlow if he can get the job done tonight. He gets in the ring. The bell rings, and out of the gate, Wardlow just drops Samoa Joe with a big boot. Joe rolls out of the ring, but Wardlow is quickly behind him, beating him across the shoulders stiffly before throwing him shoulder first into the ring post and then into the barricade. Uh, Wardlow goes under the ring and pulls out a steel chair and just begins to break it over the back of Samoa Joe. Wardlow is again un- looking under the ring as Samoa Joe kind of bails over the barricade and is walking through the crowd. Wardlow has a kendo stick in hand and is in the crowd following him. But all of a sudden, Joe throws an arena trash can off the face of Wardlow. Joe is just straddling over top of him, just begins to lay in punch after punch after punch. Uh, Joe grabs the kendo stick and just to, starts to tee off on Wardlow, snapping the stick over Wardlow's back, and then one final shot over the head of Wardlow, busting him open. Can Wardlow get back in this match as we take a commercial break? We come back from commercial break, and Wardlow and Joe are on top of the stage now area. Um, Joe tries to throw Wardlow into the LED board, but Wardlow reverses it, sending him crashing face first into it. Joe is staggered as Wardlow kicks him in the gut, lifts him up for a powerbomb, but instead throws Joe off the stage, crashing through multiple tables on the floor. Samoa Joe is in a bad way. The referee is over there. He's making the count. He's at six, seven, eight. It's Mike Kyoto. He's winding up nine. And somehow Samoa Joe is able to pull himself up at the last second. Um, but when Joe pulls himself up, Wardlow is back on the attack. He lifts Joe back onto the stage area, but as he tries to get back on the stage, Joe locks in the coquina clutch and is just locking it in as tight as he can. Wardlow is starting to lose consciousness. He's starting to fade, but in one last grasp and effort, Wardlow somehow powers Joe up and runs back first into the LED board, and the whole board is just starting to shake. Joe tries, Joe tries to hold on as tight as he can, but Wardlow throws him over off his back, drills him with a spear on the stage, Wardlow screams, pulls Joe up, and power bombs him on the on the stage. But Wardlow looks at the crowd, and he he's getting that symphony going, and the crowd is chanting one more time, one more time, one more time. So Wardlow smiles, pulls him up, does it again, rolls him through, picks him up for a third time, but he stops, turns around, and power bombs Samoa Joe through the stage floor. There is a gaping hole in the floor now. <clears throat> the referee begins to count six. Seven, eight, nine, 
10. Wardlow finally puts this rivalry to rest in this last man standing match. Wardlow is celebrating on the ring after this hard-fought victory. His hand gets raised in victory. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. This is not on our schedule. We don't know what is going on here. Drew McIntyre walks out on the stage area. He looks at Wardlow. He fist bumps Wardlow and just makes his way down to the ring. Drew McIntyre apparently has something on his mind that he wants to share with the Mayhem Universe here tonight. And he has a microphone in his hand, and he gets in the ring, and he says, I know I'm not supposed to be out here right now, and Regal's freaking out because we're short on time. But look, <laughs> something doesn't sit right with me. The two biggest shows in the history of this company, and Drew McIntyre is nowhere to be found on the show. Sounds like Jeff Jarrett. I know times have, have been hard lately, but this isn't right. I've been in the background for way too long. It's time that I get the recognition I once had. So whatever brand I go to, just know I'm going straight to the top. Enough of these part-timers coming in and taking spots. Guys like Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair, Batista, Sting, Goldberg, even The Rock have had their time. <laughs> but the future is now, and the future is Drew McIntyre. Wait a minute. What is Triple H doing out here as he walks out and he is making his way to the ring and he gets into the ring and he says, Drew, I couldn't agree more with you. You deserve to be in the spotlight once again. You deserve to be in the main event, the top spot. And the best way to accomplish that is to fight Seth Rollins at the end of the line. What do you say? And Drew McIntyre walks towards him and says, Hunter, truly I'm flattered that you are asking me. I mean, gets me on the show against one of the best of the best. How can I say no? And, and Drew McIntyre and, and Triple H shake hands in the middle of the ring. Is this going to be official? Is Drew McIntyre going to be the one to face Seth Rollins? And Triple H goes to leave, but Drew holds on to the handshake and pulls Triple H back in. And he says, the problem is, Hunter, I'm no one's second choice. And Drew drops him with a future shock DDT. He just laid Triple H out in the middle of the ring. Drew McIntyre bails from the ring. Things keep getting worse and worse for Triple H here on Mayhem. As Drew McIntyre has refused to face Seth Rollins, but he has his future set on becoming a champion here in PBWF. And we cut backstage to a uh, dimly lit room where John Moxley is kind of pacing but limping back and forth from that brutal attack from Finn Balor last week. And he says, Finn Balor, you've been pressing my buttons, pushing me past my limits. You say I'm too emotional, and yeah, you are probably right. But you wrote your death sentence when you brought my wife into this. You want to face this John Moxley? You want to push me to my limit? You've been poking the line for weeks now. But what happens, Finn? What happens when that door closes and you enter the lion's den? You get ripped limb from limb. Your flesh will tear. Your body will break. And I will put the nail in the final coffin of you, Finn. So bring all your little bullets with you. Hide behind your little paint job if you want. The results are still the same. I will walk into the, li I will walk into the end of the line with this championship. And I will walk out with another head to add to my collection as we cut to commercial break. Ooh. We are back from commercial break and backstage. We see a uh, busted open and hurting Wardlow making their way through the backstage area. And Renee Young walks up and says, Wardlow, now that you have dealt with Samoa Joe, what is next for you? 
And he's and he says, "Well, Renee, I know we have this draft coming up soon, but the plan is still the same. No matter what brand I'm on, no matter who is the champion, I'm coming after you." And we cut back to the ring as our general manager William Regal is already in the ring for this contract signing. The table is set up, chairs are out there. And he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is a special night and in a, and is a loaded night. And the fun keeps on rolling, so help me in welcoming our special guest for tonight, the general manager of Revolution, Shawn Michaels." And Shawn comes dancing down to the ring like he likes to do, out of breath. Don't break a hip, Shawn. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's already winded by the time he uh, he gets in the ring. He's gassed. He gets into the ring and he says, Regal, thank you for letting me come, but uh, let's not waste any time. Please welcome from the Revolution brand, Corey Graves and Carmella. And here come Corey and Carmella down to the ring after their coordinated attack last week on Pat McAfee on the electric chair, the show nobody watches. And they come down to the ring, they get into the ring. Uh, and Regal says, now let's introduce, and, and Corey Graves says, whoa, 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 Regal, before you bring out that bum, just want to establish right here on Mayhem that I am the standard of commentary in this business. You can just ask that has-been Michael Cole over there, and he will tell you that I am a thousand times better than that bum, Pat McAfee. So, and then Regal all of a sudden says, shut up, Corey. Don't forget that this is my show, and I can throw you out the same door you and your mistress came through. Now just sit there like a good boy and wait your turn. And Corey Graves looks at Sean and Sean just shrugs his shoulders and says, I'd listen to him. And he says, <laughs> now, as I was saying, let's introduce his opponent, Mayhem's own Pat McAfee. And here comes Pat McAfee down to the ring. One of the best commentators in the game today. Probably the greatest punter of all time making his way down to the ring. And he gets into the ring and he sits down in his chair. And uh, Regal says, all right, gentlemen, now that you are here, let's just sign this contract and go our separate ways and save the fighting for the pay-per-view. And Sean slides the contract to Corey, who quickly signs it and hands it back to him. Uh, Sean holds it for McAfee. McAfee signs it, but then he has a mic- grabs a microphone and he says, first off, and he looks at Shawn Michaels and he says, Shawn, it is an honor to share a ring with a legend like yourself and like Mr. Regal. Unfortunately, this moment isn't as special, though, because we have to talk and stare at this ugly excuse of a human and Corey Graves as well. But I told you two idiots that I wasn't coming to this contract signing or the end of the line alone. And he kind of puts the mic down and slides back from his chair and Corey and Carmella are looking around and they start laughing and saying like, you don't have anybody. There's nobody. All of a sudden, Carmella gets pulled out from the, behind the ring. That's Asuka. Asuka is just beating down on Carmella. She applies the Asuka lock on Carmella and is just choking her out. All of a sudden, Corey Graves turns around and eats a super kick from, Sean, or from not Shawn Michaels, from Pat McAfee. Um, and Corey falls back onto the contract table and he kind of looks over at Sean and, and, and uh, Regal and they both shrug their shoulders and they just kind of gesture to the top rope. Pat McAfee jumps to the top rope and hits a swanton bomb through the table. Oscar rolls back into the ring and Pat McAfee raises his hand. It looks like Pat has found some backup for the end of the line and none other than Oscar. Very nice. And we cut backstage and we see Finn Balor in a, you know, another dark 
lidded hallway because that's what we have to do here. And he says, Moxley, you think being locked inside hell in a cell scares me? Why would it? Because you like to inflict punishment. You like to hurt people. Newsflash, so do I. Everyone thinks I'm just this happy-go-lucky who smiles all the time, Finn. But people forget that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top and win that championship. It'll be just me, no bullet club, no paint job, just the prince. And at the end of the line, you will be crushed by my heels as I ascend to my throne. Ooh. So we cut to a commercial break. 25 minutes left. Okay. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hurry. Uh, we are back from commercial break and backstage. Once again, we see, we see Shawn Michaels leaving the arena when once again, Triple H approaches him, <laughs> kind of holding his head. And Shawn says, what happened to you? Triple H says, look, Shawn, I'm desperate. You've got to help me out. You've got to do this match for me. And Shawn just looks at him and says, look, Hunter, I know you want your father-in-law. But no means no. I'm not bailing you out this time. So please just leave me alone. And he kind of walks past him, but all of a sudden Triple H grabs his arm and pulls him face to face with him and says, Sean, you're my best friend. I've dropped you once before, though, and I'll do it again. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Seth Rollins walks into frame and cuts him between the two, and he says, what's wrong, Hunter? You going to stab everyone you know in the back? Seth just kind of steps up to him and he says, if you think you've got what it takes, put your boots back on again and meet me in the ring next week. <laughs> but if you touch Sean or anyone else in this locker room or this roster, I will drop you where you stand. And Shawn Michaels just kind of looks at Seth, shakes his hand, walks away, and Seth Rollins walks the other way as we zoom in on a very furious Triple H. We cut back to the ring. And Ruby Soho is making her way down to the ring as this PBWF Mayhem Women's Championship is on the line as she has been a thorn in Becky Lynch's side for weeks now. Uh, Ruby gets into the ring. And here's the smoke filling the arena. This is a pay-per-view style match. She gets her smoke this week as she walks out with that pure uh, that PBWF Women's Championship. She raises it high in the air. The crowd are going crazy, and she gets into the ring. We do the championship introductions. The bell rings, and Becky Lynch goes for a drop kick, but Ruby blocks it and somehow hits the Soho kick out of nowhere all of a sudden, covers her one, two. Becky kicks out at the last second. Ruby pulls Becky up for another Soho kick, but Becky is able to escape and drill Ruby with the manhandle slam. She covers her one, two. Ruby kicks out this time. Becky pulls Ruby up, but she uh, headbutts Becky, staggering her against the ropes. Ruby comes running in and clotheslines both Becky and herself off the top rope to the floor. Can either woman get back in this match as we take a commercial break? We come back from break, and Ruby has Becky perched on the top rope. Um, and she's going, and she hits her with a superplex from the top rope. She crawls over, covers her with one arm. One, two. Becky just rolls her shoulder over barely. Ruby pulls her up, goes for destination unknown, but Becky reverses it into a disarmer. She's just pulling back on her arm. Ruby is slowly crawling to the or to the bottom rope. She's about to touch it, but Becky pulls her back through. But somehow Ruby is able to roll her through. Um, rolls her through, but Becky immediately gets up and hits the curb stomp on Ruby, pulls her up, uh, uh, pulls her to the corner from the second rope, lifts her up, manhandle slam from the second rope, covers her one, 
two, three. Becky Lynch wins and retains the pure rest or the Mayhem Women's Championship here tonight. And what is in store for the women's champion as we move forward on Mayhem? And we cut backstage, and once again, we have a backstage promo as Malachi Black walks from the darkness into the front of the camera, and he says, it's been two weeks since we've heard anything from you. Hiding away like the coward you are? Did we really hurt you that bad? The great Bray Wyatt afraid of me and my house of black? You won't even respond to my challenge. But the truth is, it wasn't a challenge. It was a demand. If you don't show up, we will find you, Bray. And we will end you one way or another. You will fade to, and all of a sudden the lights in the hallway go out. But they cut back on, and the, the fiend mask is just hanging on some equipment to the right. And Malachi Black looks over at it and smiles, and he says, See you soon, old friend. And we t- cut to a commercial break. We come back from a commercial break and we see a backstage shot of John Cena and Kenny Omega, our main event tonight, as they are getting prepared and ready for their match. Oh, no, not again. We are not prepared for this either. Triple H is coming out here once again. And he gets into the ring and he says, look, I have had I have had it with every ungrateful wrestler and superstar or wrestler or whatever you want to call them in that locker room. No one will step up and face Seth Rollins. Everyone just loves to see me squirm and, and struggle, don't they? Well, I've got news for you. And Seth Rollins is making his way out to the ring, laughing his head off, pointing at Triple H, and he gets into the ring, and he says, Hunter... You are right. We do watch it. We do enjoy seeing you uh, like this, desperate and scared. It's it's fun seeing you like this. But here's the thing. Despite what you might think, I want this match to happen. I want to beat whoever you have to pick. Because I know for a fact there is no man on this roster or on any roster who can beat me one-on-one clean. And Triple H looks at him and says, Seth, sometimes you just need to learn to shut up. You cut me off before I could finish. Unfortunately for everyone else, I found someone to fight you. In fact, I found someone who uh, has a bone to pick with you, Seth. See, you've never faced this man before one-on-one, but you have been in conflict with him. You have injured him before. You have ruined things for him. And he wants nothing more than to ruin you. So, Seth... It seems like we uh, both get our wishes. You get your match, and I get to watch you fall apart and crash and burn. So without waiting anymore, the man you will be facing is going to show his face at the end of the line. <laughs> See you there. And Triple H goes to walk away, but then he turns Seth over and drops him with a pedigree out of nowhere. Triple H stands up and is just staring at him and yelling at him, and he bails from the ringside area. Who is the man that Triple H has picked to face Seth Rollins at the end of the line? We'll find out as we take a commercial break. We come back. About 20 minutes. Okay. We cut back from commercial break uh, and we cut to commentary where Michael Cole says, the end of the line is here and the card is looking stacked. On the Mayhem side, John Moxley defends his championship against Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. Malachi Black goes one-on-one with Bray Wyatt. 
The Young Bucks will defend their tag team championships against Mayhem's newest team, and Seth Rollins will face a man of Triple H's choosing. And we have just received word that even though he isn't medically cleared, Chris Jericho has demanded that his match with Kevin Owens takes place. So it is official Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. If Jericho loses, he is forced to retire. And we cut to a video package kind of highlighting the career of Chris Jericho from WCW, WWE, New Japan, AEW, all of that stuff. And then we cut back to Michael Cole on commentary. He says, plus Pat McAfee will face Corey Graves and a lot more from the revolution side. But right now it is time for our dream match main event. And John Cena of the 16-time world champion is making his way down to the ring. This could be a big lift for John Cena as he hasn't had any championship gold here in Mayhem yet. All of that could change if he gets this big victory over Kenny Omega. He gets in the ring. He bounces off the ropes, throws his hat, throws his shirt. And the lights go out in the arena. Wait a minute. No, it can't be. John Cena asked for this version of Kenny Omega, and he is going to get this version of Kenny Omega. The Terminator, the cleaner, the best bout machine. Kenny Omega is making his way down to the ring as John Cena is smiling ear to ear, this is the match he wanted. This is the, the version of Kenny Omega he wanted. Kenny gets into the ring. The bell rings, and the two men shake hands in the middle of the ring. They lock up, and Cena gets the advantage. But Kenny somehow rolls behind him, goes for a dragon sleeper, but Cena blocks it, rolls Kenny through, and hits a jumping shoulder block. Kenny rolls out of the ring, but Cena is right after him. The two men just begin to trade punches on the outside of the ring. Uh, Cena lifts him up for an AA, but uh, Kenny escapes and hits a V-trigger on Cena. Kenny rolls Cena back into the ring, slides into the ring, and just continues to hit him with multiple stiff shots across the shoulders. Uh, Kenny throws Cena into the corner. He goes for a V-trigger again, but Cena dodges it, sending Kenny knee first into the corner. Cena takes his head off, though, with a clothesline. Cena slowly tries to pull him up, but Kenny sl uh, slips behind Cena and drops him with a dragon sleeper suplex. Can either man get the advantage as we take a commercial break? We come back from break, and Kenny is climbing to the top rope and is going for a frog splash, but Cena gets his knees up and rolls Kenny up. One, two, Kenny kicks out. Cena tries to lock in the STF, but... Kenny blocks it and pushes Cena back. Cena goes for a clothesline, but Kenny ducks underneath and hits another dragon sleeper suplex. Cena is trying to pull himself up, but Kenny quickly shoots off the ropes and drills him with a V-trigger against the ropes. Cena slowly falls out of the ring as Kenny stands in the middle of the ring and the crowd do the... He shoots off the ropes. He goes for a suicide dive, but Cena catches him and plants him with an AA onto the ramp. Cena quickly grabs him, throws him back into the ring, plants him with a second attitude adjustment, covers him one, two. Kenny kicks out again. 
And Cena is just smiling ear to ear. He wants this kind of match. And he climbs to the top rope. We don't see Cena climb to the top rope very often. He goes for that signature leg drop on the back of Kenny's head, but Kenny catches him with a V-trigger in midair. Kenny puts Cena onto the top rope. He goes for a hurricane runner, but Cena catches him and plants him with a top rope powerbomb. Covers him one, two, Kenny kicks out again. Can Kenny Omega get back in this match as we take our final commercial break? Um, Cena is doing his signature moves as we come back from commercial break. You know, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle. Kenny goes for the punch. Cena drops him with a... Cena drops him on his back. Goes in front of him. You can't see me. Hits the five-knuckle shuffle. Cena is setting up for the AA and plants Kenny with a third attitude adjustment. Covers him one, two... Kenny kicks out again for a third time. Um, Cena pulls him up again, tries to hit another one, but this time Kenny reverses it into a Poison Rana, directly into a V-Trigger. Kenny pulls Cena up for the one-winged angel, but Cena escapes and rolls Kenny up. One, two, Kenny kicks out again. Cena comes running towards Kenny, tries to hit him with a Hurricane Rana that he tries to hit every once in a while, but Kenny catches him and, and he plants him with a Styles Clash. He covers him. One, two, Cena kicks out this time. Cena gets up and pulls Cena. Uh, Kenny gets up and pulls Cena up, but Cena somehow breaks free and pulls Kenny into a fourth attitude adjustment. But Cena doesn't go for the cover. Instead, he drags Kenny over to the corner. He climbs to the middle rope, pulls him up, and steps up one more. He's on the top rope. He's going. It looks like for an added avalanche attitude adjustment, but Kenny escapes and has Cena somehow in position for the one winged angel from the top rope, crashing to the floor. Kenny co- covers him one, two. Three, Kenny Omega gets the huge victory over John Cena. That has to elevate Kenny back to main event status as he is slowly pulling himself up. He took a beating here tonight as John Cena slowly pulls himself up. The two men look at each other. They shake hands in the middle of the ring. Cena holds Kenny Omega's arm up in victory. What a moment here. What a match. And we have more to come at the end of the line. We will see you at the end of the line. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, some of those counters that Kenny was pulling off, I was like, um, I'm trying to envision that in my head. I'm like, how in the world did he do that? (laughs) It was wild. Good stuff. Very much enjoyed that. Um, Man, Triple H still just... He he seems like he's got it under control now. I'm yep. still not convinced that he does though. Yeah, because it just seems like everything is going wrong for Triple H. What happens when you stab everyone in the back? That's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's yeah. true. Plus him and Sean, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm losing. That was fantastic. <laughs> like all of those things, I yep. can just see Sean saying those things, and I, it just makes it even funnier. I almost had Triple H drop Sean, Ugh. but I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> It would have been a receipt coming. Oh, I know. I'm For fine sure. I'm fine with that, but I was like, nah, <laughs> it's fine. I'll have him drop Seth instead. Uh, very good stuff. Wild ladder match. Mm-hmm. Really good. Oscar. Oscar. Oscar being the backup. Yep. I like that. Very, very cool. Good show, man. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Good, good stuff. And uh, hyping up the Moxley Finn Ballard. Yes. Definitely turned into a blood S- feed very quickly. good promos there. <laughs> I agree. Uh, very good stuff. Very good. Uh, your show was full of a lot of promos, which I'm going to have a couple on mine, too. Still got They're it. just backstage promos. I had to throw... I mean, you have to throw them in there to build to the final the match. show. Yeah, 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 for sure. You have to find a way to, you know, have yeah. all that on there. Like Jericho and Kevin Owens weren't even on the show. They were just like, video package of Chris Jericho's career, because he may 
be retiring. We don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I probably should have muted my computer. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> All right. Um, let me test this music real fast. We know this guy's going to be on the show. So it's Wrestling has more than one royal family. It should be five. Okay, cool. Wrestling has more than one. I always forget how to pause that. Okay, here we go. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry about that technical snafu there. Here we go. The Revolution presents Eve of Destruction, 45 minutes on the clock, and we do have an opening video package this week, so here we go. The Eve of Destruction. The Eve of Destruction. The Eve of Destruction. It's the final stop on the way to the end of the line. This is Eve of Destruction presented by the Revolution brand. And what a night. We have tonight two championship matches, wars to settle the scores, and so much more on this very special edition of Revolution. And here we go. Coming up first, the Revolution Tag Team Champions. This match is going to be incredible. We saw these guys in singles action last week. Pitta El Cerro Miedo and Ray Phoenix, the Tag Team Champions. And their opponents, the number one contenders, getting their first tag team title shot of the season. Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, a dream match here that only the Revolution brand can bring you. Bell sounds. This one is underway. Ray Phoenix and Jimmy Uso are legal to kick this match off here. Series of exchanges back and forth. Phoenix gets the advantage, runs to the buckle, triple jump, springboard, Hurricane Rana. Jimmy quickly to his feet, off the ropes. Huge spin kick to the head, though, by Ray Phoenix, knocking Jimmy back to the corner. Phoenix tags in Penta, but Phoenix charges to the other corner. Hits a big flying forearm in the corner. He rolls Jimmy to the center of the ring. Penta's in the opposite corner. They meet in the middle. Double super kick to Jimmy Uso. The cover one, two, but Jay is in to break it up. All four men going at it early here. Jimmy and Penta spill to the outside. Penta gets Jimmy down. He springboards up onto the apron, looking for a crossbody, but Jimmy catches him midair. Samoan drop on the outside of the ring. Meanwhile, Jay and Ray Phoenix going back and forth in the ring. Jay shoots Phoenix off the ropes. He misses the clothesline, but Phoenix tope suicida to the outside on Jimmy Uso. But before he can celebrate, Jay hits the ropes. Big Uso dive over the top rope onto Ray Phoenix. What a move as we head to our our first commercial break. 
What a match this has been. These four guys have just been taking it to each other. Jimmy Uso and Penta El Cerro Miedo are legal here. We saw this great match between these guys last week. Jimmy shoots Penta off the ropes, blind tagged by Phoenix. Jimmy picks Penta up for the Samoan drop, but Penta escapes behind, pushes Jimmy towards the corner. He's met with an insecurity by Ray Phoenix. Doesn't take Jimmy off his feet, though, so Phoenix springboard shotgun drop kick. Penta is back on the apron now. Phoenix with the quick tag. Penta comes in, gets Jimmy in the package pile driver position. Phoenix to the top. Drop kick on the way down. Double team move here. Penta with the cover. One, two. But Jay's back in. He tackles Phoenix onto the pin, breaking it up. Jay hits a super kick on Ray Phoenix. Hits a super kick on Penta. Jimmy's up. Stereo super kicks to both Lucha Brothers. Jay to the apron so Jimmy can legally make the tag. Now Jay's climbing to the top rope. Hits the big Uso splash onto Penta. The cover, one, two. Shoulder up at the last second. My goodness. Phoenix is back up now. He grabs Jay Uso going for that triple jump springboard arm drag. But when he gets to the top, Jay just pushes him off the top rope to the outside of the ring. Jay turns around. Penta goes for a super kick, but Jay catches it. Spins him around right into Jimmy, who shoots him off the ropes. 1D in the center of the ring. They hit it. The cover. 1, 2. Phoenix off the top rope to break it up with a frog splash. Jay rolls out of the way, though, and Phoenix hits Penta with the frog splash. Jimmy chucks Phoenix back over the top rope. Jay going for the pin again, but what when Zelina Vega is here. What is she doing up on the apron? The referee and Jimmy Uso are distracted, but from the other side, there's Andrade. Slides in. He cracks Jay Uso with one of the tag belts. He puts Penta on top. The ref turns around. One, two, three. The Lucha Brothers. Wow, what an ending to this match. We haven't seen the Luchas, Andrade, and Zelina together in quite some time, but that doesn't mean the bond isn't strong between them. The Usos. Screwed out of the tag team titles, but what an opening contest here at Eve of, Eve of Destruction as we head to commercial break. All right, we are back. And before the revolution portion of the end of the line card, uh, we want to want you to check out these promos between DIY and the Aces and Eights. We cut to a pre-tape promo in the locker room area. You see Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa says, Bully, you have played me long enough. I'll admit, I bought into your games, hook, line, and sinker. But now, now that Johnny has helped me see your true colors, it's time for you to pay. And you thought bringing in Dreamer was going to help? You are dead wrong. You know, sometimes in life, we just have to be reminded about who we are as he looks at Gargano. Johnny says, that's right, especially after last week and that assault you put on us. We might be beat up, bruised, and in bad shape, but that doesn't change who we are. And we are brothers that stick together through anything and everything. No gold, no aces, nothing can separate us. And Bully, you try to take that away. You tried to plant the seeds of doubt in Tommaso's head. You tried to prey on him when he was vulnerable. But now, bully, you've awakened a monster. You've awakened the black heart. You've awakened 
the psycho killer. Champa says, that's right, Johnny. That psycho killer, that bully, and Tommy Dreamer have no idea how to handle, how to tame. Guess what, boys? We're going to find out at the end of the line because we are challenging you to a tag match. Playtime's over. Time to go to work. When we cut to a dimly lit hallway with all the members of Aces and Eights, Bully, Tommy, and Taz standing up front. Taz starts laughing and says, Johnny, Champa, <laughs> real cute. You guys think you're so tough. Well, let me tell you something. I am from the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York. Bully Ray's from Hell's Kitchen, and Tommy Dreamer is from Yonkers. You don't know tough until you've seen what we've seen and been through what we've been through. Bully steps forward and says, Champa, I'm glad to see you got your buddy back. I'm glad you think that you have friends. But this right here with me, this is a family. We thought you were part of that. We thought you were with us. Everything that I've ever said about you being the crown jewel of this group, I meant it. These guys know that I love them, but they can't hold a candle to what you can do. So whatever nonsense that Johnny's feeding you about playing games and lies, believe it if you want, but mark my words, we'll be happy to see you at the end of the line. And maybe, just maybe, if you haven't come to your senses by then, I guess we'll just beat it out of you. We Come back to commentary. Looks like that match is going to be official for end of the line next week. Also, as a reminder, on that season finale pay-per-view, we are going to... Are you kidding me? This guy again? Here comes Double J, Jeff Jarrett. He was quickly defeated by Edge last week after in an open challenge, but... After a restart, I don't know why Edge did it, but Jeff ended up picking up the impressive victory there. Jeff's got a microphone again this week. I guess let's let's hear what he has to say. Last week, I proved my point that Jeff Jarrett should be on this card, and yet, still nothing. So just like last week, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to issue an open challenge to anyone in the back to come out here and face me right here, right now. Uh-oh! That didn't take long. Somebody we have not seen in several weeks. What an answer to this open challenge. It is Daniel Bryan. Double J seems confident, though. The bell sounds... Jarrett's going for a lockup here. But Brian, Brian reverses it. Brian goes behind, sweeps the legs. He's going for the yes lock, but Jarrett rolls out. He points to his brains, and he's too smart for that. Jarrett charges in, but Brian hits the flying knee on Jeff Jarrett. He pounces on him. He's got him. Yes lock is in the center of the ring. Jeff Jarrett taps out. He has no choice. That one is over. Daniel Bryan making short work of Jeff Jarrett here. (laughs) Bryan grabs a microphone. He says, no, 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 cut the music. We're not done yet. And I don't mean you, Jeff Jarrett. 
Because you see, there's not going to be a restart this week. You get out of here. I'm done with you. Because I want a real challenge. I am issuing my own open challenge tonight to anyone. Wait, not anyone in this locker room. It can be anyone in the mayhem locker room as well. In fact, I hope it's one of you mayhem guys. Let's see what you got. What a challenge laid out by Daniel Bryan here. Who is going to accept it? Oh my goodness. I'm surprised they let him in the building. But nonetheless, from Mayhem, it's the phenomenal AJ Styles. I guess we're going to have this contest right after this commercial break. Bell sounds. This one is underway. An epic showdown here between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, two of the very best in-ring performers that our business has ever seen. Here we go. They lock up. AJ picks up Bryan, drives him into the corner, delivers repeated shoulder blocks to Bryan's midsection. Bryan's able to fight it off, reverses, starts connecting with those yes kicks to the chest. AJ finally catches one, takes Brian out of the corner. Brian goes for an insiguri, but Styles ducks. Brian down to the mat. AJ locks in the calf crusher, but they're too close to the ropes. The referee calls for a break. A few minutes go by a series of exchanges here. AJ has the advantage, whips Brian to the ropes, lowers his head, but Brian, huge kick to the face, rocks AJ back to the ropes. Brian charges in. AJ with a back body drop over the top to the floor. Brian staggers up. AJ springboard phenomenal forearm to the outside, taking Daniel Bryan down as we take a commercial break. We are back here, and this match has been a mat classic, a real work rate match, if you will, which we should expect nothing less between these two wrestlers. Brian, though he's turned things around during the break, he's in control. AJ trying to make a comeback. AJ creates some separation, going for a Pele kick, but Brian catches his foot, locks in a heel hook. And after a few minutes, AJ is finally able to fight his way to the ropes and break the hold. He is worse for wear here. He is trying to make it to his feet. Brian, with those martial arts, kicks to the legs, taking him back down. Brian has AJ in the corner. Brian charges in, but AJ double boot to the face. AJ now up on the apron, springboard for the phenomenal forearm, but his legs give out, and AJ just falls to the mat. Brian has just really been working his legs. He grabs AJ's leg again, starts delivering those martial arts kicks while AJ is down. Brian going to the top rope. He's going for that diving headbutt, but AJ rolls out of the way. Crash and burn. The crowd is in a frenzy here as both men struggle to their feet, trading forearms to the face. AJ whips Brian to the corner. Brian scales the buckle, backflip, hits the ropes, going for the flying knee, but AJ gets out of the way. Brian staggers up. AJ phenomenal blitz, goes for that clothesline. Brian ducks. AJ connects with a Pele kick, though. AJ picking Brian up, goes to get him in position. There it is, Styles Clash. He hit it center of the ring, the cover. One, two. Uh-oh. Wait a minute, on the ramp. There's Adam Cole. But from behind, there's Fish and O'Reilly. They jump AJ Styles in the middle of the ring. The referee calls for the bell. Adam Cole heading down to the ring, but... 
There's Anderson and Gallows. They were taken out last week on Mayhem by these guys. The fight is on. All six of them are just going at it. It is chaos here, as we would expect nothing less. Uh-oh. Here comes our interim general manager. All right, all right, all right. Hey, hey, hold it right there. We got to restore some order in this place. My goodness, I've had enough. In fact, we have had enough. As from the entranceway, William Regal steps out. William Regal has a microphone and he says, Gentlemen, we are settling this at the end of the line. Because of the actions of the Undisputed Era on Mayhem, Anderson and Gallows are not medically cleared to compete. So we are going to have one-on-one Adam Cole versus AJ Styles. But Fish, O'Reilly, don't think you've got the advantage here because the two of you and the Good Brothers will be suspended high above the ring in two separate shark cages. That's right. We'll see you at the pay-per-view. What an announcement by our two general managers. An incredible one-on-one match that we're going to see. Shark cages and all (laughs) at the end of the line as we head to commercial break. All right, we are back from commercial break. It's time for mixed tag team action. Here comes Matt Cardona. And his wife, the hot mess, Chelsea Green. Now, this match, unlike last week on our counterpart, Mayhem, the women must wrestle the women, and the men must wrestle the men here tonight. (laughs) We're no fun. Sorry. (laughs) Couldn't get them to agree to it. Cardona doesn't want to get his butt kicked by Britt Baker. Let's just say. That makes sense. That, let, makes let, sense. that fits. That fits. Let's just be real. Here they come. Our Intercontinental Champion, Brian Myers, and the Revolution Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. All four competitors are in the ring, and the brawl is on before the bell. We knew this was going to happen. Britt and Chelsea spill to the outside. Britt hits an air raid crash on the ramp. My goodness. Cardona and Myers spill to the other side. We still don't have a bell. Order needs to get restored, but Brian tackles Cardona across the announce table. They fight up. There's a little separation. Cardona goes to whip Brian Myers to the barricade. Reversal. Cardona ends up eating the barricade. He turns around. Spear through the barricade by Brian Myers. What a move. Up on the other side. Now, Britt going for a stomp on the ramp. She misses. Chelsea connects with the unprettier on the ramp, or the kill switch for most of you. Chelsea drags Britt over to the barricade, holds her arms back. Chelsea puts her foot in Britt's back and just drives her face first into the barricade. What a devastating move. We cut over to the other side. Cardona and Myers have made their way into the crowd now. Brian Myers, big suplex on the concrete floor. Brian goes over. He grabs a table. He's setting up a table. What is he doing here? He takes Matt up into the crowd, up near one of the tunnels. Oh, no. 
Myers looks like he's going to suplex Cardona off of the balcony, but Chelsea is there. Low blow to Brian Myers. Cardona seemingly regains control here. Radio silence off the balcony through the table. What a move. Security and medical personnel are out here trying to sort all of this out. We have to take a commercial break. We are back here, and medical personnel are trying to help these competitors out of here. I don't think we're actually going to have a match. It has just been pure chaos. But wait a minute. Britt Baker has recovered. She blindsides Chelsea Green. The fight is on again. Britt and Chelsea are just fighting their way to the ringside area. Britt picks Chelsea up. Spinebuster onto the ring apron. The hardest part of the ring, as they say. Chelsea rolls into the ring from the impact. Britt follows her in. The referee rings the bell. We're going to have a match here, even if it is just one-on-one. Chelsea struggles to her feet. Sling blade by Britt Baker, followed by a huge big boot. Britt drags Chelsea to the corner, goes to the middle rope, hits the Pittsburgh Sunrise. The cover, one, two. Wait a minute. Cardona pulls Britt off the pin. Where did he come from? You see Brian Myers now trying to make his way to the ring as well. Britt and Cardona are face-to-face. Cardona flips Britt off, and Britt slaps Matt across the face. He turns around. Spear by Brian Myers. Myers is now up on the apron. Britt tags him in, so Cardona is automatically legal. Britt picks Cardona up. Roster cut lariat by Brian Myers. Britt grabs Chelsea, puts her in the lockjaw as the referee counts. One, two, three. Britt Baker and Brian Myers, the champions, are victorious here at Eve of Destruction ahead of these two major showdowns coming up at end of the line we have to take a commercial break but coming up next the nature boy rick flair gets in the ring one more time here we go we are back it's time for a grudge match that quite frankly we never saw coming A match of the two biggest egos this business has ever seen. And to be honest, this arena might not be big enough for how big their heads actually are. Here comes The Miz, though, accompanied by his wife, Maurice. We wait in anticipation. Here we go. Most likely, well, seemingly for the last time, but we don't know with this guy. The Nature Boy is walking that aisle. The 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. And accompanied to the ring by his daughter, Charlotte. Charlotte making an appearance here. Bell sounds, and this one is underway. Flair is circling Miz, trying to get him to lock up. Miz finally reaches out, but Flair backs off, runs his fingers through his hair, and he says, "Woo!" as the crowd is just loving this. They finally lock up. Miz with the side headlock. Flair shoots him off the ropes. Miz with the tackle. Drop down. Leapfrog. Flair catches him, though. Huge back body drop. 
Flair whips Miz to the buckle. Miz reverses. Flair, with his signature up and over the buckle to the apron, goes to the opposite buckle. Flair's trying to go to the top. This never works out. Miz goes to medium, but Flair, thumb to the eye, backs Miz up. Flair off the top rope, double axe handle. Flair never hits a move off the top rope, but he did right here. A few minutes go by in the match. Miz is able to gain control, though, going for the it kicks, and he actually hits the last one. Again, he never does that. Goes for the pin one. Two, kick out by the Nature Boy. Miz gets Flair in the corner, starts hitting him with flare chops. Repeated flare chops. Miz struts out, turns around. Flair tosses him back in the corner, and those are the real flare chops. Flair is just lighting Miz up, but Miz, Miz fights back. They're out of the corner. Miz goes for a kick. Flair catches it. Miz goes for the insecurity, but Flair ducks. He puts Miz in the figure four. He's got it locked in here, but Miz is close to the ropes. The referee breaks the hold as Maurice, Maurice throws Miz the brass knuckles. Charlotte sees it. She goes and takes Maurice down. The referee is distracted by all that. Miz takes advantage. He hits Flair with the knucks. Referee turns around. Not this way. One, two. Shoulder up by the Nature Boy. I cannot believe it. The Miz can't believe it either. He is he is trying his best to convince the referee that it was three as he's hiding the knucks back in his trunks. Charlotte is up on the apron trying to tell the referee about what happened. But meanwhile, Miz picks Flair up. Low blow by Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. But Flair, Flair reaches into Miz's trunks and grabs the brass knuckles himself. And he hits Miz with them. Are you kidding me? The referee turns around. One, two, three. Ric Flair has done it. Ric Flair. Everything the Miz said about him. Flair was able to overcome it with a big win here. The dirtiest player in the game showing up as we head to commercial break. All right, before we get to our main event, since we were so rudely interrupted by Jeff Jarrett earlier, let's try one more time to let you guys know what's coming up next week at End of the Line. As we found out on Mayhem, the contract is signed. It'll be Corey Graves stepping back into the ring for the first time in almost nine years to go one-on-one with Pat McAfee. And, of course, Carmella and Asuka will be looming on the outside. As we heard earlier tonight, Adam Cole will be battling Mayhem's AJ Styles with both the Undisputed Era and Good Brothers suspended above the ring in shark cages. Also confirmed earlier tonight, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa will team up to face Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer of the Aces and Eights. For the Revolution Women's Championship, Dr. Britt Baker against her former best friend, Chelsea Green. And speaking of former best friends, the major players will battle it out inside a barbaric steel cage with the Intercontinental Championship on the line. It's Brian Myers defending against always ready Matt Cardona. And then, of course, in one of the biggest dream tag matches this business has ever seen, our world champion Cody Rhodes will team up with the Viper Randy Orton as they fight for their family's legacies against one of the greatest wrestling families of all time, representing the bloodline, The Rock and Roman Reigns in a no-holds-barred Falls Count Anywhere match. Speaking of the Tribal Chief, 
It is time for our main event. Accompanied, of course, by Paul Heyman and The Rock, Revolution's number one draft pick, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Here comes his opponent, the world heavyweight champion, our world heavyweight champion, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Cody is, of course, flanked by Randy Orton, trying to even the odds here in this one. Mike Rome gets in the ring, and he does the championship introductions. The bell sounds, and here we go. The crowd is electric as these two men stand face-to-face in the center of the ring. They start jaw-jacking back and forth. Turns into a shoving match, and Cody starts unloading. Rights and lefts. Backs Roman into the corner, but Roman shoves Cody out with that brute strength. Cody gets up, comes after Roman, but Roman with a big clothesline. Hits him with another one. Roman picks Cody up, and he chucks him over the top rope with ease. Roman follows Cody out, but Cody starts fighting back. The referee's seemingly being lenient here with these guys. Cody tries to throw Roman into the ring post. Roman blocks it, smashes Cody's face into the steel steps. Cody grabs Roman, throws him to the other side against the other steel steps. Roman picks up Cody, drops him neck first off the barricade. Cody bounces off, and he is propped up against the apron. Here comes Roman. Drive-by on Cody Rhodes. Roman is very much in control here. He grabs Cody's title. He gets up on the announce table, and he holds it high above his head, claiming he is the real world's champion as we cut to commercial break. About 12 minutes left. Cool. We are back Tribal Chief Roman Reigns is in complete control here, just wearing Cody Rhodes out. Roman's got a reverse chin lock, but Cody's trying to power up, trying to fight out here. Cody elbows out, creates some separation, hits the ropes. Roman with a big Samoan drop. He gets down, and he just starts pounding away on Cody Rhodes, just overpowering him, overpowering him here. Roman stands up, gloating to the crowd, picks up Cody, and just lands a huge uppercut, staggering Cody. Roman hits the ropes, big boot to the face, taking Cody down. Roman looks like he's setting up for that guillotine choke. He seemingly has it locked in, but Cody recovers, pushes Roman to the corner, trying to break the hold. Roman doesn't break. Cody rams his shoulder, and again, Roman still doesn't break. Cody, though, with great ring awareness, just wraps his foot around the bottom rope, causing a rope break here. Roman, clearly frustrated by that, tries to aggressively go after Cody. Cody sidesteps. Big drop kick to the back of Roman, rocking him to the ropes, but not off his feet. Roman bounces back. Cody with a jab, jab, jab. Rolls it up. Big bionic elbow by Cody. Picks Roman up for a suplex, but turns it into a front face buster. Cody with a cover, but only gets a one count here. Roman, sorry, Cody picks Roman up, tries to shoot him off the ropes. Roman reverses. Lowers his head. Cody drops to the mat. Big uppercut. Rocking Roman. 
Cody knife-edge chops to Roman, backing him into the corner. Cody goes to the second rope for those 10 punches. The crowd counts along with him, but Roman counters, has Cody in a powerbomb, but Cody is able to jump back down. Springboard off the second. Roman turns around. Cody with a disaster kick. Roman gets up, drop kick by Cody, sending him through the ropes to the outside, but only on the apron. Cody springboards again off the second rope. Another disaster kick, this time Roman to the floor. Roman sells up here, Cody with a head of steam. Off the ropes, suicide dive, but he's caught with a huge uppercut in midair. Here comes the Rock. What's Rock? Rock's clearing off the announce table. Here comes Randy Orton over, though. The ref trying to get in between them, but meanwhile, Roman recovers, grabs Cody, big rock bottom through the announce table. Devastating move. Both men incredibly spent as we take our final commercial break. We are back here, and at the tail end of this one, we have just seen a slugfest between these two heavyweights, Cody and Roman. Exchanging blows. The crowd is with them. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Cody with a head of sting going for the bionic elbow again. Roman catches him, picks him up by one arm, and just plants him with a huge spine buster. Roman to the corner, calling for that Superman punch. He leaps up. Cody catches him, spins Roman around. Crossroads in the middle of the ring. The cover. One, two. Kick out by Roman at the very last second. You know how he does. Cody is just stunned here. He is unsure of what to do. He looks over at the corner, looks down at Roman. He starts to climb to the top rope, climbing backwards here, maybe for a moonsault, but Roman's able to recover. He meets Cody up top, going for a huge back suplex. Cody counters it into a crossbody. One, two, kick out. Both men charge in. Spear! Roman hits a spear, but the momentum sends Cody to the outside of the ring. Roman cannot believe it. He follows Cody out, throws him back in, goes for the pin. One, two, kick out by Cody Rhodes. Roman is just beside himself. He is begging the referee here. Says that was three. Roman goes to pick Cody up. But Cody, small package. One, two, kick out. Roman goes for the big boot. Cody catches it, spins him around, looking for crossroads again. But Rock is up on the apron. Cody breaks it, hits Rock with a huge right hand. Now Randy Orton's on the outside. He grabs Rock, tries to toss him into the barricade. But Rock reverses it, and he throws Orton over into the crowd. Into the ring, Cody turns around. Spear! Spear again by Roman. The cover, one, two. Foot on the rope, but Rock pushes it off. Three, the referee didn't see it. He calls for the bell and asks for the belt. He gives it to Roman. We have got a new world heavyweight champion here. What in the world? Wait a minute. Here comes Sean with a microphone, and he says, nope, 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 not happening. Nope, I saw what happened. Absolutely no way this is going to stand. Rock pushed Cody's foot off. His foot would have been on the rope. Referee, you need to open your eyes and get some glasses. We're going to get this thing restarted right here, right now. Referee, ring the bell. Rock runs up to the ramp as the bell sounds. Sean, sweet shim music to the Rock, taking him out on the rampway. Meanwhile, in the ring, Roman still has the title. He's lining Cody up. He's going to hit him with it. Randy Orton, though, he's recovered. He's grabbing the title from the outside. It's a tug of war here. Randy lets go. The belt cracks Roman in the head. Cody recovers. Crossroads. The cover. One, two, three. That one is going to stand. Cody Rhodes has retained the world championship. Shawn Michaels is applauding on the ramp. 
Cody and Randy Orton celebrating in the ring. Paul Heyman is beside himself. As we sign off, we will see you next week at End of the Line. Wow. <laughs> uh, I thought for a second Roman won. That was Yep. That was that was a shock. Uh wow. Flair winning, beating the Miz was uh not on my radar at uh-huh. all. Uh-huh. Um pulling the pulling the nuts out of Miz's trunk. Out of Miz's trunk is is a flair thing. Yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> the promos between Dawai and and um Aces and eights were really good too. Cool. It was really good. I good. enjoyed that. All right. Luchas retaining Luchas the belts. Retaining the belts. AJ making an appearance. AJ showing up. And of course, you can't keep can't keep Undisputed Air out of there. No. Apparently, concussed good brothers can go there too. <laughs> Listen, it, it's the good brothers do what they want. I mean, it's true. They they jump ship from my brand to yours with the titles. I mean, yeah, clearly yeah. they're doing what they want. Yeah, you drink enough beers, you uh Concussions don't matter. Exactly. That's very true. They forget about them. All right. Good stuff on both sides. So, guys, that is, that's the last TV. That is week 24. The only thing left is the end of the line. Coming yeah. up next week, we ran through the cards. What a show it's going to be. Yeah. As soon as we stop recording here, we're probably going to figure out what we're going to do with the show. Yep. So that we kind of know what's going on. Um. Yeah, man. We're here. We're here. We're here, and we're... It's crazy that we're here, but I'm looking forward to it. Next, week, be, next week's going to be a lot of fun. It is. It's going to be great. Hope you guys are hyped up for it. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast to this feed. Make sure you are following us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Mr. Andy York, my name's Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the PBWF. We'll catch you guys down the road. <laughs>